Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Movie Beat conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. First, Again, a big thanks to all of my listeners and readers for tuning in and for spreading the word about Movie Beat to your friends and your industry connections, for your emails, your phone calls, your feedback, and your support. I remind you that the official website is rexsykes.com. That's R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you, and that is why I connect you up with professionals who are making it happen. Today we have a, a, a fantastic show. A surprise guest has joined us. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a moment. But uh, first, I want to say you can subscribe to the official Movie Beat website at rexsykes.com by clicking on the RSS feed right there on the welcome page. You will always be updated to changes in the website, new blogs, new articles, new upcoming events, new casting crew listening, new interviews, and the like. So be sure to subscribe to the Movie Beat website. You can always leave comments and uh, at the blog sites uh, that allow for comments. You can contact us through the website uh, by using the contact page. People send me books. I got a couple of new books today, uh, Fast, Cheap, the Written, and Written That Way by John Gaspar, and another Fast, Cheap, and Under Control by John Gaspar. Those were sent to me. Uh, I'm going to be looking into those. I am reading his third book, which is Digital Filmmaking 101, but it's in my car. I received two books from Betty Jo Tucker, Confessions of a Movie Act Addict, I'm sorry, and... Um, Susan Sarandon, a true maverick. Uh, we'll be talking with both of these people in upcoming shows and uh, give you more information about their books. Paul Provenza will be a guest. Uh, I just got word that uh, he's going to be coming on. I'll talk more about our guests in a short bit. But um, uh, you can subscribe to the Movie Beat website, as I mentioned. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat. That's B T R E X S I K E S. Just like the website, M-O-V-I-E-B-T is the Twitter address, and we really appreciate it when you retweet or tweet about uh, upcoming guests and uh, blogs on the website, and when you Facebook it or MySpace it, uh, it really helps get the word out to other filmmakers and other fans. So uh, please keep that in mind, and, and I sure appreciate it when you do that. If you're listening to an archived show, keep in mind, too, that there are other great interviews. There's over 90 interviews all archived right there at the Interviews blog. Go in and check those out. The other good news is that you can get all of these interviews as podcasts through the iTunes Store. They, uh, the podcast is available after the show airs live, so uh, be sure to go to iTunes, subscribe, and, um, and you'll be glad you did because we have so many fabulous people and so many guests. The chat room is open, and we're joined by a number of people in the chat room. If you've got questions for the guests today, you can ask them. We'll try and answer them. I uh, can't promise anything, but uh, we'll do our best. Upcoming 
guests are Gregor Collins. He's an actor and producer. Juliet Landau. Uh, she's the actress. You probably know her best as Drusilla from uh, Angel and from Buffy. She's uh, making her directorial debut with a, a behind-the-scenes look at a Gary Oldman feature. She's up right after uh, Gregor. Daniel Eskenazi is the commercial casting director. John Mendoza, the comedian and actor, will return. Michael A. Hoffman is the director and editor. He's coming back. Reed Martin, the author of The Real Truth, will be joining us again, as will actor, writer, director, Nick Mancuso, and so many more. So be sure to go check the uh, interviews blog for all of my upcoming guests. Today we have uh, Mr. Sam Oster. He directed uh, The Return of Joe Rich. He's, he's written and directed three features. We spoke to him before. Uh, we will speak to him again. He's uh, also directed The Rave of Eden and Screen Test. But today we're going to be talking about The Return of Joe Rich, because we have a very special guest with him today, and that is Mr. Sam Whitwer, who you probably know uh, very well from both uh, Smallville and Battlestar Galactica. Seems like uh, one of his first appearances was on ER. He's been on Dark Angel. He's been on Angel. He's been on um, The Enterprise, JAG, Cold Case, Dragnet, uh, NCIS, uh, Star Trek, The New Voyager, yeah, just a bunch of... TV shows and movies, uh, recently completed No God, No Master, which is a Terry Green feature uh, starring he and um, David Strathern, and The Return of Joe Rich. So uh, uh, we're happy to have both of these guys here. I'm going to bring them on and say hello. We've got two Sams. Are you there, gentlemen? We are. I'm here. Sam Oster. I'm, yep, Sam Whitworth here. All right, awesome. Well, that's good. I'm glad to have you both. How are you doing today? Doing just great. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you. All right. This is awesome. Now, it's also going to be a little bit of a juggling act. I've got uh, two Sams on on uh, the show, and uh, we can't see each other, so we're on the phone. I'm not sure. Perhaps I'll have to designate it by uh, Mr. Actor and Mr. Director, uh, the best <laughs> <laughs> to best answer or ask questions of you both. But I'm thrilled. And uh, uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Director, Sam Oster. Uh, you uh, recently, uh, you're actually in post-production on The Return of Joe Rich. Can you tell us a little bit about the movie? And then would you bring um, Mr. Whitwer in as, uh, and, and tell us about his part? And uh, and and I'll let you guys take it from there, and then I'll jump back in at some point. Okay, great. Thanks, Rex. Um, uh, the movie is called The Return of Joe Rich, and it's about a guy who has uh, lost everything to the current economic meltdown or the Great Recession or whatever they're calling it these days, and he's lost his job to outsourcing, his house uh, to the subprime mortgage uh, meltdown, and uh, his wife to all of the above. So uh, Joe decides his only hope for redemption is to move back home to Chicago and join the mob. And uh, Sam Whitler plays the title character Joe Rich. And uh, it, it, it was interesting having two Sams uh, on the set of the, uh, of the film. We, what were our various strategies for dealing with that, Sam? Well, my middle name is uh, Stuart, so he tried calling me Stu. That didn't work for some reason. We 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 did the, the best strategy we came up with was calling me Joe on set, which made me feel really presumptuous. You know, like no, call him by his character name. He won't respond. 
by his real name. So that's what we come up with. But we never stayed consistent. That's right. I, I think the most fun though is Sam and I would also call each other Cone. We would just say, "Hey, Cone, yeah. how you doing, Cone? Hey, Cone." Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a yeah. three stooges at times. Yeah, it was easier when, for example, I would say Sam. People didn't think I was talking to my sleeve. Oh, it's the director. I get it. You know, that part was easy. It's just everyone else. That was the hard part. See, but when I would say Sam, people would say, oh, Sam's talking to himself again. And, you know, was, <laughs> and so they were just that, I guess. Well, you know, I, 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 you were under a lot of stress, man. No one blames you. No one blames you. Uh, thank you. See, this is this is great for your listeners, Rex. Compassion uh, that an actor has for a director <laughs> under stress and in terror and all the other stuff. But <laughs> no, you are. No, for, to be fair, to be fair, he was very cool under pressure. It's just. There are there are moments as an actor that you learn to look for in a director to see to, to, to see how it's really going just to get a glimpse you, you don't really want the full picture but you know you you seek him out when he thinks no one's looking and he walks around you know scratching his head be you know just going fuck or, oh I'm sorry should I swear my bad I didn't say no anything. no you can't swear you can't swear <laughs> okay I didn't say no there's no telling what I said let's let's pretend like I said something else sure well, anyway. Yes, that's what I said. I sneezed. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just said it, said it with an impediment, but that's all right. That's right. That's right. No, well, we really did. Uh, it was one of those very rare combinations. I mean, I've worked with lots of actors, and, and Sam and I just almost almost from I, – I remember we had, we had a great uh, – Sam came in and did an audition that just – blew me away, and I saw something in Sam immediately, and what did I do, of course, like the compassionate actors, director I am, I started yelling at Sam from behind the camera in the casting office, and Sam was just, God, he was, I mean, I got to say brilliant, he just, he, he never broke character, and he listened to what I said, and he went deeper, and I would yell again, and he'd go deeper, and deep, and it just... He 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 near, nearly brought me to tears in the casting session, and from then on, uh, and then our next meeting actually all we did was talk about Star Trek because we're both. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but we're two of the biggest geeks in the world. But um, from then on, it was uh, it was uh, kismet. That was a, a great right. a great experience. I, I want to ask yes, because uh, I, it, I, I'm going to ask both of you, but independently, obviously. Um, one, first off, because I think it's useful for actors who are listening in, um, you said you yelled at him from behind the camera. Can you give us a clue as to what you mean by you yelled at him? Were you yelling uh, directions that you wanted him to do? Were you yelling him as a character? I mean, you know, from the script? That well, I was, I was yelling at him uh, as... I gave him directions, but I was more playing uh, kind of an outside voice in the scene that Sam was doing in the audition. And I was, he was talking about his uh, desire to be a man. And uh, he, he went to an amazing place all by himself, and I just wanted to see how far he was willing to go with it. So I started challenging him. Uh, almost as if he, in the scene, he's talking to his uncle, and uh, almost as if I was the voice of his uncle challenging him. 
and pushing ah. him and pushing him and pushing him. And and the greatest thing is Sam immediately picked up. I, I mean, this is one of, I mean, this guy. <laughs> no, I am not his mother. But um, <laughs> Sam Whitworth is going uh, a, a very far way in this business, not only as an actor, but this is a guy who's a filmmaker. And I, I know we're going to see him behind the camera, too, because he's um, – he thinks like a filmmaker, and, and he, even though he was in the depths of his character in this audition, uh, he realized instantly what I was trying to do, and instead of breaking character and going outside or reacting to me as a person, he realized I was talking from within the, the character arc, and he used it and took it in and went deeper and gave me something extraordinary. Awesome, awesome. And I want to ask Sam, uh, Sam Whitwer uh, a question in just a second. But I, I, just further clarification, or Sam Whitwer, the actor, can answer this too. I mean, were, were you guys uh, staying with the script? Or, I mean, you were improvising something, I believe, Mr. Director, and Mr. Actor was staying with well, the script, or was he in improv no, I, now I, mode too? Or, I, was or on, I, I, was on a, I was on a script, but, but the, the – the simple fact of the matter is that I was doing it dead wrong in this one scene. I, I, I had this very comedic read on, on this final scene and, and, and there was, and be, frankly, because there was a lot in there that was um, very unusual and I, I didn't really know where to take it. So it was funny to me. So I, I did it uh, with, with a certain sense of humor, you know, were this film a straight comedy? And I realized in that audition when, Sam Oster pushed me in a totally different direction. I was like, oh, 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 so this is, this is both. This isn't just a, a silly, because the situation is so, I mean, ridiculously out there. But uh, Sam Oster said, no, 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 we're going for absolute reality. And you, go, and you sort of wrap your brain around that. And you, you go, oh, well, that's, that's a very interesting, I wouldn't have thought. And, 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 and I, mind you, I, I'm hearing myself talk. I, I sound a little bit like like a bad actor, but if you see the film or if you read his script, I think, I think you'll know what I mean because the whole thing is so, um, it's so extreme that uh, the, when you usually see films that are that extreme, they are, they're, they're, they're sort of winking at you from behind the camera and, and it works actually. It actually is totally fun to play this heightened situation and really jack up all the emotions and, and, and really play the comedy. But Oster wanted um, absolute. I mean, it, how do you how do you describe it, Sam? There's, there's. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially. I quote Luke Skywalker in this, in in the deepest <laughs> depths of my soul, in the middle of hell. So you could see how I was like, well, you wouldn't. No, of course you wouldn't quote Luke Skywalker like that. And he's like, no, quote Luke Skywalker. Go, go deeper than, you know, than Luke went when when he found out Vader was his father and all this stuff. And I'm like, are you? Kidding! Awesome. All right, let's okay. Let's do that. You know, it's a very, very interesting script. I mean, the, and and I bring up the Luke Skywalker thing because this character is a uh, he is um, he's not that referential of, of say Star Trek and Star Wars, but it's part of his upbringing. So I think it comes up once or twice. And this was one of those situations where it came up. So anyway, that's you know, it was the tone of this film is. Uh, Unlike any any film that I've seen before, so that was the that was the challenge of, of getting on Sam's page and being like, "What is this movie? How silly is silly? Is it? Do we go straight uh, you know, drama? Do we go straight? How do we how do we do this?" 
So. Well, as usual, um, Sam Whitworth isn't giving himself enough credit because uh, it wasn't nearly as coherent as, as uh, Sam is, is explaining it because, uh, you know, it wasn't, I didn't come, I, we're, we're sitting in the casting office and I'm sitting on the couch with my producer and there's a, an assistant running the camera and the casting director is reading with Sam. So, you know, I'm 20 feet away from Sam and he's in, in front of the light and I'm sitting in the dark and I just, I mean, I basically I start berating him. Sam's talking about being a man. And I'm yelling at him, you a man? I don't believe it for a second, you pussy. You're not a man. How can you call yourself a man? And Sam just, I mean, so there was none of the coherent explanation Sam Whitworth just gave the listeners. I just, you know, I saw something in him, and I just went for it. And boy, oh boy, he responded. It was just, it was, it was I mean, just thinking about it now makes the hair stand up on end. So, <laughs> well, that's, that, I think, that, 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 go ahead, finish, finish please. I was just going to say, I think it is something for, uh, you know, especially actors out there. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think I, you know, this is a, uh, I mean, any work of art is personal, but um, oh, art, I don't even know if I'll be so presumptuous to call it art, but whatever. Any work of creativity is personal. And, uh, you know, it's something that uh, if an actor can stay in the moment and work with what a director is giving him, and Sam had that, I mean, I saw something in Sam immediately, and I guess Sam felt some, you know, connection to the material and some uh what sam really showed me was a respect for his craft and and an absolute command of his craft that he didn't break his character that he was able to take this unexpected voice from the dark and use it to uh to give you something extraordinary and you know that's that's what made me sit up and say hey this is the guy who played joe rich well, what was what was fun about that is uh, I'm sorry, Rex, go for it. No, no, go 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 ahead, please, Sam. Um, the the you know what you're talking about, just kind of rolling with it. That's that's sort of my preferred state as an actor, and I and I know I tr- <laughs> I know I tried to transmit some of that to Sam early on in the rehearsal process, which couldn't have been received any other way than to be terrified of what you're hearing from your actor because I essentially <laughs> I essentially told Sam as as he set up all this rehearsal time which by the way is totally unusual like you know you never have the luxury to uh go through and rehearse and and figure this stuff out and uh and while I loved we did several read throughs and talked about the script and I loved every one of them and they were so informative because this this project is so unusual to we really needed to get inside Sam Oster's head to to understand how to do this because it's really you can't liken it to another film it's it's very very unusual um and uh so we'd have these read-throughs and it'd be very informative but but i informed <laughs> I, I i said to sam on a couple of occasions um that i uh during rehearsal i wasn't really going to uh to act i wasn't really going to do anything for him essentially i was uh i was going to sort of walk through it but that was about as much as he was going to get and and uh and i know that 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 must have unnerved him because he's looking at his and what i'm giving him is not good uh at all and and 
you know, and my, my perspective is, no, if we get it really good here, um, I'm going to have a harder time getting it good when the cameras are rolling. I, I need to, I need to not, I need to have it be to- totally unpredictable and turn it on right there in front of the camera for the first time so that you catch that, you, you capture that unpredictability, you know, that thing that might never happen again, you get it and we move on type thing. But, uh, Sam, do you want to talk about how I, I terrified you? Who, me? Terrified? What? What? No. I started the movie with a full head of hair, and now uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know what, it was it was very interesting because, um, you know, I, I wanted immediate gratification. I was looking for some kind of a comfort level. Anytime you're doing a, an independent film of the scope we were doing on the micro budget that we had, it's uh, it's a bit of a terrifying thrill ride, and I was looking for some comfort level. I'm like, okay, well, we, I know Sam is great, and so in this rehearsal, he's going to show me how great he is, and then I can relax on that and be scared about everything else. Uh, but, you know, then Sam tells me this, and he wasn't kidding. He was, you know, going to uh, just kind of give me the lines, but he was saving all his fire. And uh, it, it's it's interesting because it made – that week of rehearsals a little scary. But, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was funny, though, because the, the very first time we got out on the set, and then all of a sudden Sam showed me, you know, 86-proof uh, Sam Whitworth. I was like, oh, oh, he wasn't kidding. Okay, everything is fine. So then I could relax on that and just continue to be terrified about everything else. Well, I remember. I remember that one of the days because we, we spent several times in a in a. I think maybe it was the first the first time we actually revisited this was we were in the uh, the cooler. We we shot in this big meat locker thing that, that was very cold and very unpleasant. Um, and it wasn't cold because it was on. It was just constructed to be 20 degrees colder than the ambient temperature outside outside. And it was already cold in Chicago at the time. So. We're freezing in there, and, and there's some very intense scenes that take place. But I was, I was, I, I you know, I to be fair, I didn't understand the extent, uh, how how much I was terrifying you, Sam, until you approached me that day in the in the meat locker, and you said, "Hey, so, so the next film we do, I'll totally believe you on that on that rehearsal thing." I'm like, "Oh, oh, what's the what's the was there a problem?" And he's like. He's like, and, and Sam then revealed to me how terrified he was about his casting decision until I, until I started acting for him in front of the camera, you know, until I started actually showing him his character. Um, but for me, you know, and again, I, 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 as I look back, it's like, of course, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no other way than, than, than the guy being absolutely terrified. But for, for me, um, Again, you want to keep it fresh. You want to keep it uh, totally new and unpredictable. And, and the, the, the way I like to work is to not know what I'm going to do, what the other actor is going to do, to not know any of those things and just have it all surprise me in front of the camera, you know, and have it, have it go down and, and just trust that something cool will happen. And it's, it's certainly it's risky, but that's where you get the rush. That's where you, you know, kind of risk-taking mentality you know some people ski down a mountain you know some people uh gamble in vegas i i just like to not know what the hell is going on until they yell action that's that's fun for me 
So. Sure. Well, it's, it's very interesting you would talk about gambling in Vegas, uh, Sam, because uh, <laughs> I've got some friends who uh, it's their it's their great thrill to go to Vegas. These are Chicago guys, and they uh, love to go. They own racehorses, and they can't wait to go to Vegas to, to bet on their horses. And uh, I go with them because they're just great guys, and we hang out and have fun. But I don't gamble because I said, you know what, I don't have to give thousands of dollars to Las Vegas gambling casinos, I give it to the movie industry. I'm betting on my films. I've got my whole life on the line here. So, you know, you're betting on racehorses, that's fine. Enjoy yourselves. But it's, uh, there's very little thrill left once you put your, your butt on the line in an independent feature. Right, Sam? Right. <laughs> but yeah. now, this, uh, interesting, the conversation that you both have had, I mean, regarding this is is. Is, is fascinating, number one. And, and number two, uh, I mean, it displays, you know, uh, the delicate nature of, of a casting decision made by a director and the balance of an actor, you know, uh, delivering a performance or, or setting a director's mind at ease. Now, the, the, and I guess how I want to sur- summarize that for, for listeners is it demonstrates, one, that Sam is a pro, that, that Sam Whit- Whitwer, uh, you too, Sam Oster, but that Sam Whitwer is a pro as an actor, and he knows he can deliver when the time comes. He just doesn't tell you that up front. He, he says, you know, when the time comes. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense. And, and there are actors like that, and the actor can say, look, you know, on the first take I'm great, or on the seventh take I'm great. They know their, they know their stuff. They know when they can deliver or how they deliver. They know what they like, and they know that they can pull it off. And yes, then it remains convincing, you know, the people that they're working with that if you hang in there, I'll be fine. Now, the second thing I want to say is that's because Sam is a pro. You know, he's he's a consummate artist and he's a pro. Whereas a newbie actor, if they say that and can't deliver, or even if if a working actor says that and can't deliver, you know, it's the highway. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of money riding on these people. So. Um, it's it's a, a strategy best left to the professionals like like Mr. Whitwer here. As, as well, absolutely. And also, rest from a. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say this point. I just wanted to say that uh, also I had seen a lot of Sam's previous work, sure. and I knew that he wasn't just walking through that. And so right. when Sam told me, oh well, this is my process, uh, and no matter how terrified I might have been at first. Uh, I knew that he had delivered many, many, many times very emotionally affecting performances uh, on camera, and so I, you know, trusted to that. So, uh, you well, know, it, 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 it wasn't it, just – go ahead, to, to your point, Rex, um, if you did have a less experienced actor or well, – I mean, I'm not sitting here like, oh, I'm so experienced. I'm, I'm not that experienced <laughs> – um, but I, I've, doing, I've been doing it for a few years, and uh, let's say you had a, an actor who maybe didn't uh, do it for as long or, or those things, then the rehearsal is all the more important to really right. turn in on where that's going so that you can, you can, you know, you can make it happen. It's just, uh, for me, I, I actually have a, pro- you know, maybe, maybe a few years ago I would be better at the whole rehearsal thing. These days, I, I almost can't bring myself to perform in a rehearsal. It's a very strange thing. I, I, uh, it's a game day mentality. Like I can't, I, I even tried a few times, Sam, in those rehearsals to, to give you something, but I, 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 everything in my body was resisting that. And then when the cameras are rolling, adrenaline kicks in and there's something in, there, in your mind that goes, okay, 
you know, 500%, everything you got, go, go, go now. And uh, it's just a very strange thing. But, I mean, again, there is – I've seen enough of my work in dailies to, to watch how I can sometimes – you know, not, it's not like the performance, like I get disgusted with it, but I, I generally like those earlier takes. I generally – there's more unpredictable things that are happening and it's because, frankly, I don't know what's happening yet. You know, I, I'll watch myself feel my way through a scene and then watch the, you know, the eighth take where I've got it by then. And I go, you know, that first take uh, when I didn't know what I was doing was far superior. Um, you know, that type of thing. So it's just something I've yeah. learned. I'm, I'm going to take a quick uh, break. The one thing I would say about that, though. Oh, go ahead, Rex. I'm sorry. Let me just take a 30-second break to tell everyone that they're listening to Rex Ike's Movie Beat. The official website is rexsikes.com. And, again, we appreciate it when you retwitter, when you join the Facebook fan club or the Rex Ike's Movie Beat uh, group there at Facebook, but especially when you spread the word far and wide about my guests and about these uh, interviews because it helps others and it is a resource, so do that. You can contact me through the website. You can, con- you can send in questions for my guests in advance. Uh, by using that contact page, put the questions in the body and the name of the guest in the header. And uh, and also, if you hear of something coming up before I do anywhere in the world, uh, leave me some lead time. I'll investigate it and try and get it up in a timely fashion. Now let's get right back to, to my um, enthralling guests. Uh, I uh, Mr. So. Mr. Oster, you were about to say something. I, I was just going to say that um, it, it was also, uh, as Sam alluded to uh, earlier, the return of Joe Rich has got a, a very, uh, it's got a very, what do you say, offbeat tone, or it's got a yes. very wide spectrum of tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is absurd comedy, there is tragedy, there is violence, there is introspection, there is play acting. I mean, it's it was such a, uh, there was so many moods to cover. And yeah. it was where Sam, uh, it was really a pleasure working with Sam because he was able to do it even within a scene. And, and there are several times in the scene that, you know, in the midst of some heart-wrenching, heartfelt, almost confessional, as, as Sam alluded to, he, he starts quoting Luke Skywalker. And, you know, I think that it, it was something that I was really trying to get to in this uh postmodern world of ours, you know, everybody's head is so filled with, you know, bits and pieces of childhood cartoon shows or commercial jingles or video game lines or, you know, lines from Luke Skywalker or Captain Kirk or any one of a number of, you know, all of this pop culture is so crammed into our our fevered minds that it tends to surface at very, very strange moments. And um, I was trying to I was trying to allude to that and trying to to make people think about its effects on on us as people, our, our us as a culture. Um, there's one very heavy moment in the film that uh, I don't want to talk about in too much detail, but right in the middle of it, uh, Joe Rich gets a, a, a call on his cell phone. And uh, how many times <laughs> does that happen to people? And you know, when we were first doing this, you know. Sam was questioning me. I was questioning myself. And I was like, hey, is this really going to work? And then we did the first take of it. And it's like both of us looked at each other like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, this does work. This has happened to me. This is a, it's, it's an absurd collision of 
you know, trivial modern technology and basic human raw emotion, but God, this is this is where life is in, you know, twenty ten America or twenty ten the world. I don't know. What do you yeah. think about that, Sam? Um, you know, it's it's funny the cell phone thing I'm sure. What was oh, oh absolutely sorry, what? what was so what was so absurd about the moment is is you know, it's not so much the cell phone rings, that 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 we, we all deal with, but the fact that my character in the middle of this horrific situation can't help but answer the phone. You know, that, that he's been taught, yeah. he's been trained that he must be uh that he must be plugged in at all times and, and uh and it's there's a lot of uh so so the film would flip from from extreme drama to really absurd kind of humor to then right back to drama and it was it was back and forth. And really, you know, let's talk about Sam Ostrick for a second. Um when I first read the script I, I I I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of scripts, but I completely missed the point on this one. I uh, I read it. I thought there were some interesting ideas, but I, I I wasn't I wasn't on board until I talked to him a little bit and realized just how ambitious this this gentleman Sam Oster is in terms of uh, how far he wanted to go with everything. And and once he started transmitting that to me. That, that's really when I became very interested in the project and, and actually wanted to 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 be hired. Um, be, you know, it's 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 one thing to do some some commentary on society and make a comedy of it and and you know poke, poke fun at all the absurd things. That's one thing, and that can be very good. It's another thing to do that while at the same time reaching within the depths of your soul and tearing your heart out. And, and showing it to everyone, which which this which this project does on on a few occasions, where you know you can be watching it and go, this is a really quirky kind of fun funny movie, and then it'll take a turn and and it becomes more serious than uh, than than any drama out there, and and part of that, of course, is due to the fact that we have Armando Sante firing away with everything he has, and uh, I mean, talk about a an actor, I look, Brex. I um, <clears throat> on a take, I chipped his tooth, oh, and that's not a joke. I I chipped the man's tooth. We were doing some some physical stuff, and there was a there was just a, a position that was wrong, and I I I, uh, I I I think I I I cracked his tooth, and I see him walking around, and it's Armando Sante, who, by the way, is is not he he's. <laughs> he, it's not that he he doesn't have a problem intimidating people. It's not something that is difficult for him. And uh, walking around or feeling his tooth, and he goes, "Oh yeah, 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 chips tooth." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, Armand! I'm so, oh my god, I'm so sorry." And I started apologizing profusely immediately. And he goes, "No, no, no, that was good. Do it again. That was the take. You could even go harder if you want. I think you should. Let's do this." And like, absolutely, absolutely. No, uh, he was beyond it. He's past it. He was he was right back to the performance of. Now, are, are we doing this right? No, that was good. And and he took it upon himself, saying, "No, I shouldn't have had my head in this position." And it's like, and you look at this guy, and you go, um, "There's a lot to learn here." <laughs> Not only is he supremely talented, but he is beyond professional and and beyond a nice guy. And uh, and. And uh, and it should be it should be noted that that uh, Armand was one of the first people to see what was great about Sam's script, 
And then when we got on the set, or you know, or w- even when we were doing the read-throughs, um, Sam projected the authority necessary to not only get people like Armando Sande to sit up and listen and say, okay, that's very interesting, and we're going to do it that way, um, but also to get really cocky, uh, insolent actors like me to listen <laughs> and to uh, and to do as I'm told, because I'm a very opinionated actor. I, I will generally oh. walk up just about anyone <laughs> as he says, no, he's not, he's easy. No, I, I will walk up to just about anyone and, uh, and tell them what I think or tell them how I think it should go differently. But the, the fact is, is that uh, it's, not a de- it's not a democracy, and maybe you shouldn't go as far as I go sometimes. But, but the, the secret is I will eventually do as I'm told. But that, 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 is only, that, that is made easy when the director knows what he's doing. And I've, I've been in both situations. I've been in situations where the director really knew what they were doing, and, and therefore it was, a, it was a comfortable debate when I would come and debate something. And then I've been in this, the other situation where the director does not know what he's doing. And so, the, so the, the trick becomes, how do I trick this guy into doing the right thing so that I don't look like, a, like an ass? Uh, yeah, Sam Oster is not the, the guy you need to trick. Sam Oster is, is the guy who absolutely knows what he wants, knows how to talk to actors, knows how to deal with the set, knows how to project authority without being overbearing or, uh, or, um, or difficult. And, and, and he was very patient with me. And, 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 you know, Sam, speak to this. Me and him, we, we butt heads, but it never got to a point for me where I had anything less than 100% respect for the guy. And, and, for example, let's say I wanted to do it I wanted to do it like, you know, in, 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 I wanted to do version A, and Sam wanted to do version B, and we have two takes to get this right, so we can't very well do both versions. So I'm trying to explain my idea, and Sam would overrule me and say, no, we're doing, we're doing my plan, we're doing B. And, you know, I might get a little bit, uh, you know, I, I might get a little bit moody and or <laughs> sulky or whatever that, that my idea wasn't heard out, but at the end of the day, I knew it was okay because his idea was also I knew that while I was arguing against it, I was like, no, this absolutely works. So it, at the end of the day, these debates didn't were the the stakes weren't so high because it was going to it was going to be fine either way. You know, it was going to you know. Well, he, you know, he I think that's idea. a very good, I think that's a very good point, Sam. It's it's that um, you know, I mean, Sam, as as I quickly came to realize, Sam thinks like a filmmaker, and Sam has. Uh, ideas that um, oftentimes, you know, were very good ones. And I might have had a different idea, and I might have had to overrule them. But had I just advocated control and said, okay, go go for it, it wouldn't have been a bad idea. It would have been, it would have been a different film, but not a bad idea, because Sam was that committed to what we were doing and was so... Um, you know, on the same page, going into a different direction that I wanted to, but on the same page. Um, the, the other thing is is that I don't know, I can't really speak for Sam's internal process. I know his external process very well, but his internal process I can't really speak to. I know mine, I enjoy. I enjoy it when someone I respect, like I respect Sam Whitworth, uh, challenges an idea, comes up with an alternative, and makes me... Um, defend the idea and justify the idea and, and, and rationalize the idea to him. And I, I mean, when I say rationalize, I mean give him rational arguments why right. 
got to be my way because for me, I you know, any director's a pretty good salesman. I would use a coarser term if we weren't on the radio. And I can a lot of times convince people of something that I might not even be convinced of, but I can convince <laughs> them. But this is kind of how I – this is my internal process. If Sam would say something, I'd say, no, no, Sam, it's got to be this way. And I would give him the reasons why, even if he'd go, oh, okay, now I get it but it didn't make sense to me. If some nagging little voice inside of me says, you know what, Sam, you might have fooled him, but you didn't fool yourself, then I go, <laughs> all right, well, let's do it your way. And you've got to be well, secure enough to do, to, to do both things, to, to be able to assert your arguments uh, in a forceful and rational way, but you've also got to be strong enough to say, you know what, I'm wrong, you're right, let's do it your way. But, you know, no, let's, let's also point out that, that directors are not obligated to defend their position. That's, that, is a, that, is, that is a director being generous if he's actually going to discuss <laughs> those things with you. No, I mean, because, again, it's not a democracy. Um, I, I, I'm sort of the, the epitome of American in the way that, you know, they, they say that some cultures, they're, they're better at working together in groups. So they're, you know, say the Japanese uh, have, have a certain discipline when it comes to uh, being obedient to authority. But Americans work best pretty much only when they know why they're doing something. You know, okay, wait, what are we doing? No, I, but why? Why are we doing this? And Sam either, either was just generous with me by, by his nature or he understood that about me that, that okay, this guy, will, this, guy can, this, this guy will take it even further if I can explain to him why this kind of needs to be this way. And, and whether you believed what you were saying or not, you made me believe it. So that's, that's part of the dream. <laughs> you know, you, that was successful. Yeah, I want to add something because, um, you, you know, you, you, you both brought it up in, in kind of a couple different ways. And one was the earlier when uh, Mr. Actor, Sam, said, you know, I would watch the director, you know, in these off moments when he's walking around and he, and um, to see whether or not, you know, I, 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 you know whether he's in control, whether I buy him, and then the second part of that is is that you know Mr. Director goes, I've got an actor here who I I've seen his work, I know he can deliver. He's not delivering during rehearsals, so there's a little bit of nerves going on with me, and and then you get to the set, and now you've been hired, Mr. Actor, to as well as the ca other cast and crew members to help bring this director's vision. He's not only the director, he's the writer of the screenplay. The writer, yeah. You know, to to fruition, and so it's your job. You're you're hired. You're working, and now you have differences of opinions. How do you and and you work those out, and you describe some of that process? But uh, I guess the the key question that I have is, how do you both? And this is from from the different hats, and we're, we're going to have about 15 minutes left. Um, uh, we're coming up on the 15 minute mark. But how do you both? Resolve that um, if there's a dispute. How you, you know? Oh, you there's. Go, that's very simple. It, from my end, you do as you're told, uh, okay. it, because he's he's the authority on the set, and and if he were to ever give up that authority, the entire set would fall to pieces. the The fact of the matter is, is um, if we had if we had these debates, which by the way, a lot of we had way more debates in the rehearsal process than we did on the set. On the set, there was no time. It was. You know, hey, remember that idea I brought up? Yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay, cool. Let's do it this way. What are we doing? I mean, it's, it's, for the most part, it was like that. When, when I felt like there was a little bit of time, we'd have some discussion. But the fact is, 
we shot a film in what, 20 days, Sam? Was it 20 yeah. days? Yeah. We shot it with, with, with ambitious locations. We were all over the city. And so everything had to be gotten in about one or two takes. Um, we, you know, if we were, if they were setting up and we just arrived at a location, there was time to talk. Maybe if he wasn't in the middle of stuff, you know, um, and, and there were plenty of debates on the set, but, but not, not, I don't think we ever got in the way of the work. We, we had to get it done. And the fact of the matter is, is there's one captain of the ship. It's the director. And there, it, I don't care how spirited of an actor you are. There needs to be a button the director can press where you just say your lines. It's that and simple. My, my follow-up to that, and then I'm, and I'll also invite uh, Sam, the director, to talk about it, is, is again, going back to the director being in control, and I, and, I, and I appreciate your answer first off, let me say that. Um, but, but the notion that you, and you said it best, you said, I've been on some shoots and the director knows exactly what he's doing, Sam Oster knew what he was doing, and I've been on other shoots where they don't really know what they're doing, and I have to trick them into doing the right thing. What, what is the difference? I mean, in other words, how, how does Sam Oster, how do you convey that you know what you're doing? What, is, what are those components? And, and Sam Whitworth, what are the things that you're looking at and you're seeing where you go, this director knows his stuff? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Sam, you want to take it first, or go for it? Um, go ahead, Sam. If you had something you wanted to add right to that, you well, take the first part before it. The, the thing is, you know, when you hear someone speak in detail, or, or you know, if you ask a very simple question, and uh, and you hear the person speak back, you you can you can gauge pretty quickly what they're uh, how insightful they are about what they're talking about, and how intelligent they are. And and the thing is. There are some people who are not as articulate and, you know, and who could still do their jobs extremely well. But uh, in the case of Sam Oster, he's extremely articulate. He can absolutely describe to you why this is the way it is and sell it and, and get you on, on board. Um, and, and even if you disagree, you go, yeah, but I see the merits of what he's saying. He's saying some really good things here. Um, the, the bottom line is Sam Oster maintained authority. You know, he, he was never in he was never in question uh, over whether he deserved authority. He he clearly owned it. It was his. Uh, secondly, he uh, he could really defend. He again he could back up his position. I mean, part of the thing about that rehearsal process is that we had time to discuss things. So he was opening himself up to a lot of hard questions from a lot of people, and and those questions. You know, you, you look back and you go, yeah, you know, we're, did we go too far by, by grilling him too much on the script? But the fact is, on this script, we needed to because it was such an unusual script that it's not like I even arrived on the first day and really understood it. Or even on the eighth day of shooting, was I totally on board with what exactly we were making? It was a process piece by piece by which I was learning what this movie was. And by the end of it, I felt like, okay, I know what this is. Um, but... uh but you know, Sam was was very generous with with his explanations and and very articulate and just knew what he's talking about. When when someone knows their stuff, you don't have to question it right away. There there are other people who will you can tell that they're really good at at uh, sort of fabricating and and lying their way through stuff. But you know, it's very easy to tell that they are because there's no substance to what they're saying. They're talking, but they're not saying much. And you ask them a very straightforward question about your character, and they, they, they give you a monologue about, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't want to get too specific. <laughs> because, 
just in case the wrong person hears it. But I mean, you know, they, they, you can tell that they haven't thought it through and you go, well, all right, then I'm on my own. I have to, I have to figure this out. Otherwise I'm going to look bad. But when you, you know, basically the actor's looking for a safety net. The actor wants to know, do you have my back? Are you going to make sure that I don't look like a fool doing this? And, and, uh, Sam Osser was all over it. And, uh, Again, established trust with everyone very quickly. In fact, I mean, and Talia, Talia Shire did the same thing with me. She, you know, was on board of this film, and she's coming on and playing my mother. And I could tell that first day, she's looking at me. I'm the lead. She's never heard of me. Uh, I've heard of her up and down, right? I've, I've mm-hmm. you know, seen yeah. so much that she's done. And so we walked around during lunch. I, I barely ate any food because she was grilling me on my character and. And not doing it in a way that was that was easy. She was she. I would say something, and she goes, "I don't think you know what you're talking about." Because, and then she'd just go on, and 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 we would have, and, and I had to get uh, more and more hardcore to defend what I was going to bring to this performance. And it wasn't until after that day that Talia was absolutely in support of me. But the thing is, she had to know first before she was going to support me. You know, she had to know that that this kid who was playing the lead knew what he's talking about. And then to a certain extent, it was sort of the same thing with Sam Osser. It's like, we kind of had to know, are, are we going to have to, you know, get together when you're not looking and figure out how to make the scene work? Or are you going to work with us and, and run this ship and, uh, and command the crew? And the fact of the matter is that Sam Osser is a natural leader when it comes like that. So none of us had any problem working with him. It was just, oh, oh, great. We know what we're doing. Perfect. Yeah. What, what's Sam say? Oh, do that. You know. And and turning my attention to to Mr. Oster, how do you do that? And because this is a nuts and bolts show and a how do show, you know. How, yeah, how do, do you do, do that? that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As best you can. And and I understand the dilemma there because when you ask somebody how they do something when they do it well, it's very difficult for them to decode that usually in real time too, and say here here's how I do it. But but sometimes you can address principles that you adhere to or, or specific things that you know that you do, you know, that, that help uh, do that. We've got about eight minutes, and uh, there is a question for Mr. After, too, from the, from the chat room I'd like to be able to ask. So, but go ahead, Mr. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it's very interesting because I think that um, I think it comes from preparation. I think it comes, and, and, and in all the ways that that word can be taken, I mean, I've often said that the uh, heart and soul of screenwriting is research. That if you're, if you, I, I spent about two years uh, in Chicago with guys who had lived the life that Sam uh, or that Joe Rich was going to enter. And, uh, so I had been with these guys, and I had talked with these guys extensively. I mean, I I was able to be allowed into a very select circle of old-timers that had lived the life um, in Chicago. And, by, and I, I went to their homes, and I went to their farms, and I spent days and weeks with them. So I knew the way guys in this situation thought by a lot of hard work and a lot of time spent. And I wrote the script, and I think when we, when we got on the set, it was the 20th rewrite of the script. I'd already had a dozen readings of the script with actor friends. So um, I was able to, 
you know, because of the long hours and weeks and, and literally years spent in research and preparation of this script and of the story and of these characters and of the shooting situation, um, there was very little that somebody could ask me that I couldn't speak, um, you know, off the cuff and pretty authoritatively about. But it, it didn't come, you know, Sam's being very gracious, you know, saying, oh, Sam's a natural leader and how do you, how do you be a natural leader? Well, oh, whether I do or don't, it's, it's, it's something that I think really doesn't come from, I don't know about natural, natural what? I mean, I don't think I'm a natural anything. I, I do think that I work hard at it. And I, I, worked, um, I worked very hard researching, writing, preparing uh, this script and this story and this shoot. And, and, you know, when it all comes down to that sharp end of the spear and you've got 20 days to make this epic thing happen, uh, you know, you better be able to put up or shut up. And um, so... Like I said, I think it comes from from preparation and hard work and uh, and time time put in on the project. No, well, and let me just also say you you can't you, there's no substitute for for someone being uh, sharp. And uh, Sam is a very sharp guy, and you can tell right away. So. It's too bad you guys don't like each other. Come on, guys, learn to get along, right? <laughs> on the 18th hour in that damn cooler, when we're on the concrete floor and the grit and the mud and the blood and all that, there were a couple of times we were about to go at each other, but, uh, you know, I think that we we're both professional enough to even use that. And, you know, one thing I did yeah. want to say, and and I know that, um, you know, Sam proved it to me that, you know, if he says it's a game day mentality, you know, uh, I'll bring everything to it when you say action and we're really rolling. But it was interesting that uh, I could see, you know, the, the tone of this film is a very, very subtle and multifaceted thing. And it was very interesting that although Sam was cracking brilliant from, from day one, I don't know. You know what, Sam? You said I think day eight or day ten or something. Right around there, I felt like, okay, not only do I as a director, it's about the time you're starting to feel comfortable with the crew and with, with you know, everybody that you're working with, but that Sam and I nailed our working relationship and that Sam and I nailed what's the real tone of Joe Rich? What What right. is his core? And and the, those last those last five or six days, all I wanted to do was go back and shoot the whole film again because I said, okay, now we got it. Now we got it. <laughs> but that's anyway, very funny. Sequel. Joe Rich, yeah, too. yeah, that's right. We'll, we're we're back for the sequel. But you know, uh, the the thing, Rex, is you know, me and Sam, we debated a lot. There there was you know, Good. and again, I I don't know where we found the time considering when we were shooting that <laughs> I was I was. Uh, for the most part, obedient. But we did find a lot of time to here and there uh, talk about this, talk about that, and and yeah, we had some some bickering debates or whatever. And 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 um. Well, Sam, I, I, I don't actually, mean to interrupt you, but I, I do remember uh, I do remember one time particularly when I had to say that's great, let's do it my way, and you said okay, and then another time when I said you know what, you're right, let's do it your way. And I said, okay, you know, so I mean, there were each time when, yeah. oh, when yes. you and I, you know. Absolutely, yeah, I know. No, he, he, Sam, Sam absolutely did um, take ideas and, uh, and, and, and stuff like that. But what, what I wanted to, to express is the fact that 
no matter whether you know one of us got moody or or you know got a little bit you know sort of you know just just a little bit I don't know angry here and there because of how a debate went or something like that. For me, there was never ever a lack of respect though. You know there was it was uh, it, it was a really good working relationship in that I I felt that me and him could disagree on certain things and it was still going to be, like I said before, it was still going to be good. And that was, that was a really comfortable place to debate, you know, like I'm just saying, yeah, we can sit here and argue about this, but we're, we're, we're splitting hairs here. I mean, really, you know, he, what, what Sam wants to do is, is perfectly okay by me. It's, you know, I, I'm just trying to ratchet it up and make it just a little bit better. But on the other hand, he's the arbiter of what is actually better and what isn't, you know, and, and you know, there was, when, when the respect is there, you, you can kind of do no wrong. Um, you know, when the respect, yeah, when the respect isn't there, which it all, it, it isn't always, um, huh. it makes it hard to work because you start losing belief in, in what you're doing. Uh, if, if in fact you're carrying out really poorly, uh, poorly thought out orders. You know, if you're the soldier out there and you're fighting a battle that you absolutely don't believe in, and the thing is, is you're trying your damnedest to commit to it. You're trying to make it real. You're trying to bring it to life. But at the end of the day, you know, you know in your heart that, that it's the wrong move. And uh, wow. when that does happen, you know, all you can hope is that you fool the audience into, into having them think that it, it, you know, it's your idea and that you're, you're you're on board with it 100% because that's the actor's job. The actor's job is not to is not to uh, disobey orders or to to go off half cocked. Or it's our job to commit with 110% of uh, the the orders that are issued to us. And uh, and yeah, there there have been several times, not several, not uh, not that there have been some times in my career where I've had to, and I'm I'm not I'm never going to tell anyone what times those were, but, but I had to execute something where I, I truly and firmly believed we were making a huge mistake. And, and it made me, it, it made the day exhausting because I had to, I had to work five times as hard to try to make sure it was as good as it could be under those, under the current regime, if you will, you know? Um, so, wow. you know, the, my thing is as the actor, your, your choice is only one, do the job, do it really, really well. Um, but again, like if, when you have good leadership that knows what it's talking about, that job is really easy because then it's you know you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go this this guy's got me covered and I'm just going to go and have fun. Um, that is excellent. I, I'm going to have to cut you off, Sam, because we're right out of time. But uh, good news for the listeners, and we literally have about 60 seconds, and that is that both Sam. Both Sams will be back independent of each other and maybe even together again. But we'll have uh, director Sam Oster back talking about making movies. We'll have uh, Mr. Sam Whitmer coming, ba- Whitmer coming back and talking about uh, acting in movies. And, uh, and they're both uh, fabulously interesting. I'm glad that you were on today together. Thank you so much. Sorry that we have to rush it out like that. But the Thank you, Rex. It was a great, it was great Thank fun. Thank you, man. And uh, and uh, just so the listeners know that we'll be making those arrangements with both Sams and then announcing it on the website and on the show. So thanks for tuning in, uh, both guys. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it, it, fun conversation, invaluable insights, and uh, I got to say thank you everybody for listening. You've been to my fascinating guests and for reading the blogs and and 
And uh, we got so many exciting guests coming on up in the future, so be sure to stay tuned. Please keep sharing this website and these interviews with all of your friends and your contacts. Remember, you can become a member of the Rex Sykes Movie Beat Fan Club at uh, Facebook or the group. You can retweet us and follow us at Rex Sykes Movie BT, Rex Sykes Movie Beat. And everybody have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects until we meet the next time. That is a wrap. <laughs>